0: My memory, the podcast about movies, memories, and refreshing beverages. I'm Eric Fell, I'm Jason Dedrick,
1: I'm Vicky Van,
0: and we are going to be talking about Gremlins 2 The New Batch from 1990, directed by Joe Dante with a script by Charles Haas. Haas, Haas, H A A S. He also has a, a cameo in the movie. I don't know if you know this, but this movie has at least three cameos. <laughs> yeah. You can name um, all three cameos. So this is a sequel, of course, to 1984's Gremlins. Uh, the sequel was something that Joe Dante was very reticent to do because he felt the movie had an ending. Uh, a bunch of other people took it on and then it kind of went back to him and the um, if you want the longer version of the story, no joke, uh, watch the Key and Peele Gremlins 2 sketch. Uh, Joe Dante has has been on record saying, yes, yeah, pretty much how we did it. Uh, but the super short version is, he said, I want creative control and triple the budget. And he went about making a parody of Gremlins and a parody of sequels because he was like, I don't want to do this. So he made it into something he didn't want to do, which frankly, I adored <laughs> from the first time I saw it.
1: Yeah. I, I It's again, one of these movies I, I missed, I think, because I didn't watch Gremlins. I didn't watch Gremlins 2. Be lost in the plot. Yeah, well, how how would you <laughs> get along in this movie? How would you understand a thing? No, it it works on its own. It works yes. on its
0: own. Oh yeah, and for those of you who haven't seen it, we'll just I'll give you a brief summary. Um, the main characters from Gremlins now live in New York and work in a smart building, which doesn't work. I felt was very twenty twenty three, and uh, the Gremlins managed to get loose in this smart building. And that's basically it. And there's yeah. a character, which is clearly a parody of Donald Trump, uh, named Daniel Clamp. And what I love about this character is they made a parody of Donald Trump, but they made him a, a much better person. Yeah. But everyone, when people talk about this, we go, is Donald Trump, Donald Trump? I see a lot of Ted Turner. Yes,
2: because it's with the network element and colorizing stuff and all of those sort of things. Yeah,
0: because there's a line in the movie where they say Mr. Clamp uh, wants everything in color, uh, in full color. And if anybody heard the uh, Gremlins uh, episode that we did, we did mention that uh, uh, Kingston Falls, where Gremlins takes place, is a riff on Bedford Falls. You can see in the background, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and Gremlins 2 colorized. In
1: color, yes, I <laughs> saw yeah. that, yeah. I thought that
0: was, uh, that was, I mean, where do we start with this one?
1: Hmm, um, I think watching it, the first thing that really hit me was um, Billy and Kate work at the same building. Billy's got a fancy illustrator job. and and they had the same job before at the bank, but Kate is a tour guide, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I was just like, hmm. She looks cute in the outfit. Yeah, I grant her that. Yeah, but I um, was just a little disappointed. Yeah. In the, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, I worked in a bank when I was 19, <laughs> and now I wear silly costumes. For a living. <laughs> so that that is, and um, she
2: could be onto a huge bright future we don't that's
0: even true, know about. Yes. True. <laughs> This is this is true because if they were say twenty in the first movie, they're they're about twenty five. They're yeah. still very very young. Yes, um, and yes, uh, you mentioned Phoebe Cates looks cute in the outfit. There was okay. about four or five times throughout that movie where uh, Katie just like almost like like you know like when people get the cute overload and they go, Arr! she's <laughs> like Phoebe Cates is so cute. <laughs> Not like that gizmo in his weird fingernails.
2: <laughs> Three fingers.
0: Um, but one of the things I love about this movie is it kind of, it does send up other sequels. Mm. And at one point it just decides to no longer be a movie and just go, you know what, let's just do sight gags. <laughs> and it, this is wall to wall sight gags, yeah. just even down to the tiny little signs on, uh, on doors. They walk by one and it has uh, the, the office, the name of the uh, doctor on it, Dr. Quatermass. <laughs> Which I thought was really cool. I liked um, all
1: the different channels. The archery channel and the safety channel. The safety <laughs> channel. <laughs> I, love, there.
0: I love the archery channel. Because they just walk by the archery channel. There's just like a dude dressed like Robin Hood who just storms <laughs> out and he breaks an arrow. <laughs> um, yeah, this was... I remember seeing this when it came out. Mm-hmm. And laughing myself silly through the whole film. And then my friends wanting it to have been more like the first one, right? and not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I remember they didn't like it, and it didn't do great in the theater, and it didn't do great critically at the time. And I think it's one that, uh, looking back on now, um, should have been treated better. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially uh, Haviland Morris as Marla. There is a character, the, red, the, the red-haired the red lady, mm-hmm. um, she is right out of a Preston Sturges movie. Yeah. <laughs> And if we could go back in time and, and, and give, give awards to movies from the past, I would absolutely give her some sort of award for just doing a pitch-perfect job as this predatory, screwball character. And I just, we just, yeah. Um, Katie had mentioned, like, oh, uh, forget once again, forget Gizmo. I want to see 12 movies about Marla. <laughs>
1: if I can handle that accent for more than one movie. Uh, yeah. I am I have family in New York and that's not how they sound. <laughs> they do sound like that in the 19... in a Preston Sturges movie. Yeah, it, 90 years ago. Yeah, yes, 90 years absolutely. ago. But uh, not quite on it.
2: Yeah, no, it's really... It's, you're right. It, it does, I mean, it starts with that cartoon, Warner Brothers cartoon opening. Yeah.
0: yeah, and Chuck Jones came out of retirement, I think, to do that even. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: And then it... Uh, you know, it, halfway through, you realize, oh, this is a cartoon. I've It, it started as a movie. <laughs> the setup was a cartoon. We, they tricked us into thinking it was a movie. Yeah. And then I realized that it's a fever dream, <laughs> and it's a cartoon. And it was, uh, yeah, I in fact, what I, w- I was disappointed seeing it again now. This is my first time seeing it since I saw it in the theater, because I loved it in the theater, and I laughed like crazy. And I didn't laugh like crazy. I just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it wasn't funny, but I remember it just... The Leonard Maltin okay. starting to reference, it says, starts to spin in on itself to this, to this
0: point. Yeah, because Leonard Maltin is giving a review of the movie Gremlins in the movie, and then he's killed by Gremlins. <laughs> yeah.
2: killed by Gremlins.
0: he did give a negative review to Gremlins when it first came out, <laughs> and from what I heard, it, it actually hurt Joe Dante's feelings because they were friends. Aww.
1: Aww. Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, like, that's what happens when you're a film critic. If you don't like a movie, you're, yeah. you have to... Anyway. Um, but yeah, so he had the Gremlins kill him, which I thought was <laughs> kind of a fun thing. But there was so much so much fun in this movie. The cameos were what Bubba Smith and Dick Butkus showed up. These <laughs> NFL greats.
1: I didn't know it cuz I don't I don't know who those people are. <laughs> um,
0: I I remember them when I was little because they were on the TV series Blue Thunder. Not the movie, the TV series. Oh. Blue Thunder, which had Dana Carvey play the the funny sidekick.
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: And Dick Butkus would
2: show up and Bubba Smith, to the opening of an envelope. They were, okay. they were in everything, all the time. But there was a couple of heavies that could either be bad guy heavies or cop heavies. They yeah. were the guys. In fact, I had to check the credits because their scene is so short. I was like, was that big but,
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: Dick they, uh, they had a line. They had, apparently they had a line and it was cut. Um, and of course, like John Astin, you know, Gomez Adams mm. uh, was there. That era's Gomez Adams uh, was there. Uh, we all know that Gomez Adams is like James Bond. Uh, and everybody who's played Gomez I've seen has been great. Um, And there was, of course, um, a character who, like in the first one, Mrs. Deagle, you go, did they try to get Margaret Hamilton? There's a character in this movie where you think, did they try to get Al Lewis? did they try to get Grandpa Munster to play the Grandpa Munster character? Right, and he
2: was alive at the time, so they could have got Al Lewis, but he oh, wanted yeah. too much money. He wanted too much of that sweet money.
0: Um, I mean, it could be because it's Warner Brothers, and um, uh, the, the, his uh, his outfit is, I think Munster's was universal. I'm probably wrong. I like to put mistakes in this podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. so that people can write in and say, Eric was wrong about this. I've intentionally, done, or I've accidentally, in retrospect, I've driven home from the producer's place and gone, oh, damn it, that's not true. <laughs> um, but uh, of course, Christopher Lee was in it, one of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite actors. Yes, and doing his best, of, his best, best of her, Christopher, lee he He's yes. doing his <laughs>
2: ultimate Christopher Lee-isms, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, voice. it was, uh, yeah, it made, it made me,
0: always makes me happy to see Christopher Lee show up and stuff. And uh, Tony Randall playing the voice of the Brain Gremlin. Yes,
2: Yes. which I didn't pick up on until I saw the credits, and I went, "Oh, that was Tony Randall." It's
0: Tony (laughs) Randall doing. It sounds like an Australian accent. I when I first saw it, I thought he was riffing on like, um, like, like the sort of New England um, Mm. people, like like William F. Buckley and George Plimpton.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, Um, but Dick Cavett sort of vibe. Yeah, (laughs) but then he did. But it's an Australian accent, so I don't know. Maybe he's doing Rupert Murdoch. I don't know. Is he Australian?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh well, there you go. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of uh, a lot of great cameos. Um, There was I'm just I'm looking at my notes right here because I wrote a lot of uh, a lot of stuff Um, and just yeah just bizarre stuff happening in the background. Mm. There's the splice of life, the genetic lab. (laughs) There's a cow that goes by, and the cow has like a brain cap (laughs) thing on, and you can hear what it's thinking, and you just. As it goes by, you just hear, I enjoy giving milk. (laughs) Yes.
2: And then there's that scene later on with the cow running down the hall, chased by a camel. Yes. And I'm looking and say, that's before CGI. That's a cow running down the hall with people
0: and a camel. Yeah, and there's two dogs that are running there, too. And I'm just suddenly thinking, oh, no, that's dangerous, because there's, like, two dogs there, and there's... Camel hooves.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Even when I saw the elephant, the baby elephant mm. in the lab, I already thought, well, that's not there. I said, no, of course that's there. This is all <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> practical
1: effect.
0: They were, uh, I think they were planning on making a, an elephant gremlin, but I I mean, just saying it out loud, you can see why they didn't. Mm. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be that been...
2: Dumbo with Disney Dumbo <laughs> lawsuit <laughs> thing was going to happen.
0: Yeah, but they, of course, did the Batman joke. <laughs> yeah. But there were a lot of great Gremlins. The vegetable Gremlin, um, the let's face it, Miss Piggy Gremlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there was a g- <laughs> there was a Gremlin there. The little uh, there was one with with the kind of crazy eyes who who would go like. Hoo, 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 hoo. Uh, his production name was Daffy. That
2: explains a lot, then. Yeah. And he's, <laughs>
0: he's early Daffy Duck. Once again, I think I've mentioned this uh, before. That I think that. Uh, Joe Dante's uh, Looney Tunes movie is not Looney Tunes back in action. His Looney Tunes movie is Gremlins 2. Mm. Um, there's also a Gremlin based on Edward G. Robinson. And he's clearly Edward G. Robinson as a mogwai and as a Gremlin. I'm like, oh my gosh, he really is a little man. <laughs> 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 if you recall the double little little man, little man inside me. Um, but yeah, I had... Uh, I I've had ar- I've, already seen the movie once this year. I'd seen it in January. Right. I And we like, oh, we get to watch it again. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, watched it. And of course, laughed uh, from beginning to end. Because I, once again, I adore this movie. It was great. It was great in the theater. What made me laugh almost
2: the most in the theater, and I don't know if you, you might know this, uh, uh, not whether this is, but the, the edit afterwards, in the theater and in the DVD that I watched today, when there's a scene where they're watching a movie, the movie starts, or no, we're, we're watching the movie, the movie starts to melt. Gremlins are yeah. now in the projection booth. Mm-hmm. They do shadow puppets. Yep. They did Abe Lincoln. The Abe and Lincoln one was amazing. Abe Lincoln, I just I screamed in the theater when yeah. I saw it I just thought I thought whatever reason <laughs> Abe Lincoln just tickled me so much. That was such a funny thing. But I seem to recall seeing this on video or TV, and the movie scene wasn't in it. Yes. Okay. That's so you correct. know this. Okay. Yes. What yeah. did they do? Did they get my TV? Did they get my VCR? What, yeah. What
0: the... Yeah. So the the I think in the home video version. Uh, instead of the film breaking so in the, yeah in the film version uh, the film breaks they're doing shadow puppets Paul Bartell uh, the director of Death Race 2000 and Eating Raoul, um is playing the usher and, okay. he, and he summons yeah he summons Hulk Hogan he gets yes, he gets complaints from people so he goes out and talks to Hulk yeah. Hogan and I did I did like that scene too because a lady comes out of the theater and goes uh, I liked the first one better <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
0: and then he gets, Mr. Hogan, can you do this? And Hulk Hogan takes off his shirt and yells and everything's fine. Uh, from what I recall, the home video version, uh, the the screen goes staticky. So it looks like, and then you see the the shadows of the gremlins happen. And then it I think it flips over to um, John Wayne, to a John Wayne movie. Mm-hmm. And actor, I want to say Chad Everett, is doing the voice of John Wayne. And so they're just cutting between John Wayne and some gremlins and he just shoots them, I think. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen any alternate version, but the version that I watched had the film breaking into Hulk yeah, Hogan and the Paul Bartel. Yeah.
2: Speaking of movies, you know what would be great to have right now is this, since it's such a Ultimate movie experience going in on itself as movies is we've got popcorn, we've got Twizzlers, we've got Milk Duds, we've got Sweet Tarts. Help yourself. We've got Ooh. movie
1: snacks. Movie snacks. That
0: is amazing. And and folks, just 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 so you know, uh, folks listening uh, wherever you are, um, these are real Milk Duds. I just, we're not just miming the Milk Duds. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't sound like that. <laughs> they this wouldn't sound real like popcorn. I, I, I've been yeah, the
1: whole room popcorn. smells like popcorn. Craving yeah. popcorn. Pass me some popcorn. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <absolutely.
2: laughs> have that around. Want me just to bust open the Twizzlers go. too? <laughs> Excellent. And I'm going to have some more Fanta. Yeah, because that's what folks love to l-
0: l- hear oh. l- l- is crunching on a podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're supposed to pick up the slack when I have a mouthful of popcorn. Well, I mean, there, yeah,
0: for the snacks and the food stuffs in the film, there was there was a, a wider variety than mm. than some other films we had of course because there was the frozen yogurt stand yes and in that frozen yogurt stand there's sprinkles and M&M's and and all sorts of things
1: and they have another bar scene yep the only thing I could see in there is a martini yes yep Um, because they
2: pulled the olive out of the guy's head (laughs) (laughs) put it into the martini Uh,
0: and of course um, the Canadian restaurant yes Yes. when uh, Marla takes Billy out to the Canadian restaurant where they're playing I believe they're playing Gordon Lightfoot Mm. yep and uh, and the guy, <laughs> you could read my mind. <laughs> and the uh, the server is a mountie, and he's like, "Oh yeah, would you like another Molson?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's your chocolate mousse for dessert, eh? and it's just a big chocolate mousse head. A slice of antler, yeah. Would you like a slice of... And then <laughs> at the end of the scene, when uh, I guess he rejects her advances and leaves, <laughs> and the, the the server goes, "How about some horn?" <laughs>
2: Yes, the Canadian man, they're drinking out of like, big lumber, like a log mug kind of a thing. Mm. Yeah, that was wonderful. I remember being super tickled by that. I had seen it in the theater with a friend, and her husband didn't want to see it. And I always remember this, because I went over to pick her up, we were going to go out to Willowbrook to see it. And he came to the door, and he went, is this the guy? And I remember him grabbing me by the collar and shaking me around as a joke. But uh,
0: I didn't enjoy it. No, no. You know, some people's jokes is everybody else's assault. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that, too. Maybe that's why I enjoyed the movie so much. Let's stay and see it again yeah. before we go back. Yeah, you enjoyed the movie so much because this guy wasn't
1: manhandling you.
0: My goodness. Um, yeah, were there any other... I mean, oh, there was, of course, some fried chicken in the film and yeah. some hilarious corn.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yes, corn but...
0: eaten Looney Tunes style by the Looney Tunes style character.
2: That's all I can see now. I've, uh, I didn't even pick up on it. Even though this opens with Daffy Duck wanting to be a part of the thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that that little... Again, Gizmo, he could have been more careful. He saw John Aston spraying water around. Yep. He barely moved the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The,
0: the, <laughs> at the end of the movie, Katie's observation, all he had to do was stay in the damn drawer. <laughs> He was asked to do one thing, and he couldn't even handle that. He's <laughs> supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, I just really think Katie hates Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> just she's like I have no patience for Gizmo. She's cool with Grogu, but not Gizmo.
2: <laughs> I met John Aston one time. He was because uh, he was in town to do the new Adams Family. Yeah. When our mutual friend Mike Roberts, who always comes up in conversation, was doing the new Adams Family, and he played Grandpapa Adams. And so Mike said, "Oh, you want to meet John Adams, or John, John Aston, or John Adams?" I said, "I'd love to meet John Adams.
1: <laughs> I'm a John Quincy Adams guy. Sorry."
2: <laughs> and so there was John. So uh, John, this is my friend Jason. Jason, this is John Aston. And he says, "Jason, that's a very interesting name." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Oh, how so?" And he nodded. And I looked to other people. And he uh, patted me on the shoulder and he walked away. And I never, I never found out. So, John, if you're listening, what? leave a
1: comment.
0: What, what, I love, Jason? what I love about that story is you said, and he nodded, and I can just see John Aston <laughs> with that kind of uh, wild look in his eye kind and that smile. Look. Like, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, John,
2: John, I don't. I don't.
0: <laughs> huh? Huh?
2: Patted me and off he went. So, it's good to see him in the film, too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it was, yeah, such a, such a, uh, yeah, like I said, I could talk about this movie for for two hours. Um, <laughs> and there was uh, another cameo I want to talk about. Yes. The Peltzer Peeler Juicer was at Billy and Kate's apartment. Oh. oh. <laughs> I
2: did not see it. Yeah,
0: that was there. And uh, an issue of Batman and the Outsiders and an issue of Firestorm <laughs> were at uh, Billy's cubicle.
2: I saw the Batman yeah. comic in the cubicle yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. And thanks to movies like this, um, I, I log all my movies on Letterboxd and you can see who are my most watched performers of the year are. And Robert Picardo is in the top 10 as is Dick Miller um, as are a couple other people who show up in this film. Um, the woman who plays the microwaving with Marge.
1: Yep. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, I've seen her in like four movies this year. Wow. Um, because she was in this She was in Joe Dante's Inner Space. She was in, there was a movie from like the 1950s uh, that I saw her in, and uh, she was in a dragnet with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, which, by the way, is a uh, movie.
1: (laughs) Yep. In color. In color, in focus. In motion, everything.
0: It's got Colonel Potter from from Mesh. Uh, But uh, yeah, so she wound up in uh, a lot of movies I saw this year. Yes, which and I she's in a whole cool. lot of movies. Yes, I'm 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 bringing up her name right now because I'm looking at my diary.
2: Speaking of James Garner movies, she was in uh, "Support Your Local uh, Sheriff."
0: Yes, <laughs> actually, that might have been the movie I saw. It might not have been a 1950s movie because uh, I love I love James Garner movies. I love James Garner television shows. Katie got me two things. She got me uh, the box set for uh, Rockford Files and the box set for uh, WKRP. So wow. uh, if we wanted to uh, refresh my radio or get in the car, Rockford, <laughs> as podcasts, I am there.
1: The Gremlins 2 as a drink. What would that be? A lot of ingredients. <laughs> a, lot, a lot. Just a lot of ingredients. Everything thrown in the... Splendor? No, that
0: was the last movie. <laughs> well, I remember going to Save on—I remember going to Save on Foods and uh, just getting a, a bulk where well, they would serve bulk soda and oh, yeah. just a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of feel like it needs to be something like that. Yes. Swamp water. Um, yeah, swamp water. That's yeah, so we call, And by the way, uh, Kathleen Freeman is the name of the performer uh. I was uh, brain farting on. And yes, the other movie for her, as I saw this year was *Support Your Local Sheriff* starring James Garner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that movie too. We'll talk about that. Main character's name: Jason McCullough. You
0: know, that's a really interesting name.
1: Huh? <laughs> How so?
0: <laughs> my but, shoulder. He's patted it left. So what, what should be the base ingredient for Gremlins 2, the new batch? Oh, hmm. oh my gosh. I mean, there's...
2: <laughs> I don't even know. So much <laughs> crap goes on. <laughs> I mean, even if you have a trinket of a color palette to start with. Um,
0: well, I would go with gray because it's a primarily gray film. Uh, As opposed to the bright colors of Kingston Falls, you've got that uh, late 80s, early 90s gray and uh, pastel pink look. Mm. But then you got the red and white stripes of Splice of Life. You got the green from the Archery Channel. (laughs) Um, And of course, you got all the stuff the frozen yogurt. There's the Spencer Gifts that you see in the background as well. Um, What are some things? And of course, the movie theater stuff. Yeah. This is a toughie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you just make swamp water
2: and then add your whatever favorite spirit you want in it or, or keep it non-alcoholic? So I think
1: you could do both.
2: Yeah, Sprite, Coke, Dr. Pepper, orange juice, and either vodka, tequila, whiskey, bourbon, or... <laughs> or <laughs> a just, just a swamp water. Um, is
0: there some sort of formalization that we can add to this to make this an official uh, refresh-my-memory I know, that's what beverage? we have to do. This is going to be tough. Mm, like I a know.
1: garnish, you mean?
0: Like a garnish? Like mm. Mm. something to make it ours. You hours. know, a nice, like a... Put a clamp on it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Um, This is this is this is uh, this. I might be our most difficult drink yet because there's there's not just one or two things to hone in on here. There's there's a a cornucopia of cinematic delights.
2: Yes. Yes. Or is it maybe a presentation thing? Either electrocuted at the end. Drop a battery in it.
0: <laughs> Should it have apple juice because it takes place in New York?
2: Oh, that's a nice idea. There you go. Oh, there you Here's go. a clever guy. Here's a guy that's thinking. <laughs> if you were a president, if... you'd be Abraham thinking. You're <laughs> smart. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Abraham thinking, um, there, is a, uh, there is a really dark story in uh, the first Gremlins, which when I was eight, that was the scariest part of the film was the story about Phoebe Kate's dad dressing up as Santa and dying and that's why she hates Christmas. Yes. Uh, and then there's just this throwaway bit where she goes, oh, don't talk about President's Day. And the story starts to get super dark and immediately cuts away and, and everybody breathes a sigh of relief. Like, oh, oh God, oh God.
2: And then Marla does a little bit like, eh. she just had a little reaction. Then it cuts away.
0: Well, there's that 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 <laughs> reaction is one of the last moments of the movie. But that reaction is by Robert Picardo when the um, Miss Piggy Gremlin <laughs> oh, is God. throws the bouquet at him, and he just kind of looks at her, and he kind of the kind of like, uh, eh, sure. sure, why not? And uh, yeah, he ends up a hologram. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> Whatever that,
2: happened to him?
0: That is the nature of his emergency. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like this drink. Do, do we want to do the the classic swamp water? Um, do we need to clone it? Do we need to splice it? Mm-hmm. Do we need uh, vegetables in it? Or it could be uh, apple and um, vegetable drinks, because there's that vegetable gremlin which is brilliantly realized by uh, Rick Baker, actual wizard. Yes, right. Um, although I was disappointed because in my head I thought oh that's right it does the Carmen Miranda act and then
2: it didn't do a Carmen Miranda act and I thought why didn't it do a Carmen Miranda because it wasn't a hat and it wasn't fruit (laughs) I know the other guy could have (laughs) been fruit
0: so if you do I mean it could just be a healthy juice (laughs) it really just could be like uh, uh, with an apple juice base and a uh, bit of carrot and that super strong tomato (laughs) are we inventing V8? that's
2: what I'm afraid of right? V8 with vodka, and or bourbon, and or tequila, and or. (laughs) What? (laughs) I can tell what you're thinking.
0: (laughs) What What should we name this drink? If we put maple syrup in it, we can call it Marla... Marla's maple, but then, but then that's not Marla the character, no. um, played by, once again, Haviland Morris, an amazing name. Now, that's an interesting name.
2: That is an interesting name. Yeah,
0: yeah none of this Jason nonsense. Jason, <laughs>
2: screw you, John.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, because it is squeezed, we could call it the clamp.
2: Mm. I like the clamp.
0: And I think in honoring the movie, everything else is called clamp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Final thoughts on Gremlins Two: The New Batch, Vicky.
1: Uh, it starts out cartoony and it it stays cartoony. It stays it it stays with that opening shot of, of Daffy and and Bugs, and uh, yeah, the violence is cartoony. It's 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 uh, again a gross out horror movie for kids, um, which is a very niche niche little movie but it it did it didn't do like monster box office but still it's it's a you know favorite of a lot of people
2: yeah i felt uh as you say that it was it's it's almost like it was made for the fans like if you were going to come in wanting to be gremlins like your buddies and then you'd be disappointed because it's not that it's something else i've had the similar feeling when i saw anchorman and uh, everybody else in the theater, it wasn't a packed theater, it was a second-run theater, but everybody there was a young kid, and they wanted Will Ferrell to be Will Ferrell doing whatever the hell else yeah. he'd done just prior to that, and it's not that. It, Anchorman was very much, you had to know news, and you had to know this, and you had to get what those guys were doing. Uh, my friend Dave and I, we was just laughing like crazy. And the, I think that the teens left early, because it wasn't for them. And so I think for Joe to come out and say, oh, I'm going to make a movie, I want complete creative control, I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to be for these people here who came out the first time to support me, you know. It was uh, it was very, uh, just an enjoyable time that I, I really, I really, I'm really glad that I got to watch it again. So thanks for suggesting it.
0: it yeah, it is one of my, I, it's one of my favorite movies. I do watch it every, every year. It, it just, it makes me laugh non-stop, and every single time I notice something new. Folks, if you'd like to notice something new, for example, a drink you'd like to make, how about the clamp? Uh, take a picture and send it our way, along with any questions, comments, or etc. to D SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com uh, What are the two of you up to and how can folks find you? Uh,
1: I'm currently not Doing much. I'm waiting for Christmas and New Year's break and going to be reading and watching movies and, and doing my thing. I'm at Shut Up Nerd on Twitter. And um, if you want to send a question my way or anything, uh, yeah, have a nice holiday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you can certainly find me on the Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure podcast. It's gentlemenofelegantleisure.com. Long thing to type. Just try to search it before you have to type the whole thing out. And uh, countless uh, posts there that you could leave a comment on. Every comment comes right to my inbox. Most of them are from uh, bots telling me how much they enjoy my writing or something <laughs> so uh, a real comment would be nice drop me a line
0: <laughs> you can find me on your various social medias at eric fell like the sentence uh, i also do a monday night live stream talk show called laser chat the talk show from the future and a wednesday morning uh, chit show called morning chit with eric fell you can find them both on twitch.tv eric fell hooray
1: My head